As I sit here, gazing across the studio at my beloved wife, I'm asking the question, should I talk to her about it? It's been bugging me for a few days. Oh, I know. I'll just shoot her a text message later on and hint at it. That'll work out well. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey everybody, this is episode number 44, and we are going to be delivering some good wisdom on the age-old question of, should I bring it up with my husband or just let it go? Should I talk to my wife about it or just wait till she figures it out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's my thesis for Linda. Marriage is a crucible for character formation, but only if we're willing to act as a catalyst of change for the benefit of our spouse. That's good. How about saying it in words I can understand now? Okay. I'm sure you could understand that. <laughs> well, sort of, but you know what I mean? Like when you just get something thrown at you, it's got lots of big words in it. Sometimes it's hard yeah. to... Okay. When you stick two people in a marriage. Yeah. That's what marriage is. You know, it's it's not going to be 100% rosy all the time. Mm-hmm. And when the not rosy happens, that is an opportunity to grow oh, as okay. a person. Because our spouses confront us with, inevitably, the ugly part of ourselves. Because they see that more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And what's neat about marriage is in a, in a healthy marriage context, they're doing it in the context of a lot of love. Right. So you're loved tremendously and you get your ugly on and your spouse says, mm, maybe not. Thank you very much. Right. right. And that's where we come to this question. Well, do I just, you know, let that ugly go or do I deal with the ugly? Mm, okay. Okay. So when we're doing this, we're going to start talking about ideals. Mm-hmm. But where we want to go is we don't want to sit back with our arms crossed and our mouth shut and expect our spouse to guess those ideals and somehow meet them. But that would be so much easier if they did. If they could just guess and then you didn't have to have the hard have conversations. To, yeah, and have that awkward. It would. And what's the likelihood of that? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of my point, right? And believe me, Verlin, like when I was going into this research, I started reading through this stuff. This mm-hmm. ideal standards was mentioned so much. And I got thinking like, eh, am I really setting people up for failure by talking about ideals and how to get your spouse to meet an ideal? Mm-hmm. Right. That idealism kind of scares me and it could be unreachable. It could be hard to get to. And, it, and I'm thinking that's a bad thing. And we just shouldn't have ideals. Yeah. Because then you're guaranteed to be unhappy, right? But the research says, and I found this uh, in a journal article from 2013, that among dating couples and newlyweds, the breakup rates are lower when ideal standards are met. Oh. So now I'm thinking, oh my, really? Like this is performance anxiety. Not, not that kind of performance anxiety, but it's like, if I don't achieve her ideal, this is going to implode. Right. right. So how do I meet them? Right. But as I went through this and got toward the end of it, the, the researchers are saying, well, don't have unrealistic high standards. And I think that that's how this balances out. So unrealistic high standards are ideals that are, impossible to live up to. And if you are holding ideals like that, you need to find an alternative, some more balanced standard that narrows that gap between what your reality is and what your ideal is. So when we're talking about ideal standards, then they're like, they're realistic and they're achievable standards for me and my spouse. Yes. And we're going to, we'll come back to this in a, in a bit here, just talking about being reasonable because I think it needs more discussion. Okay. So what are we going to be moving on to? Okay. So when we're trying to answer this question about do we let it go or do we confront it with regards to ideals, the first point to note is this, the quantity of communication is important. So communicating more about this rather than less about this is better. More is better. Okay. Okay. 
So talking about these ideal standards, that's what you're talking about by yep. communication? Yeah. And bringing it up with your spouse when they're not meeting them. Okay. And again, we're doing this under the assumption that these are realistic. Right. So, yeah. I'm just wondering, like, maybe you're going to get to realistic a little bit further down, but you know, you have people who, you know, the cardboard wasn't collapsed just right to fit in the recycling box. And that becomes a huge catalyst for explosion. Right. Like right. to me, that's not unreasonable to want your cardboard to fit in the recycling box, but. So how do you know what is realistic? Yeah. Well, sometimes when you start to say something out loud, you realize how stupid it sounds. So I think you can kind of check it against yourself sometimes, but this okay. is where having like a good friend as a sounding board could right. be, you know, should I expect Caleb to fold the cardboard properly in the box? And she's like, he's taking the, he's taking the recycling out. out, honey. You just stuff it in there however he wants to. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah. got a, you got a good thing going, right? So yeah. we can use that friends for that Okay, as a reality check. Or even like sometimes your spouse is going to reality check you and say, like, really, does that, does that really matter? Yeah. Yeah. Not that we want a discount. We want to take our seriously. But sometimes you do need that little sort of, uh, really? Okay. Okay. So quantity is important. Quantity of communication. Now, the background to this is that couples are happier with their marriage when they think that their relationship matches those ideal standards. That makes sense. Makes sense, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of research to support the notion that marriages do stay intact when those standards are met, right? So then the question I think kind of becomes, how do you align your ideals and talk through that to make your marriage more satisfying? Because you never start your marriage with all of your ideals aligned. Yeah. And then you go through like every phase of life and you have to change them. Yeah. Because life changes. Yeah. And you go through transitions and just like you said. Yeah. So this is where the quantity matters for Linda. And the spouse's ideals... Like the ideals held by each par yeah. partner, they align best when they're communicating more about those ideals. Which makes sense too. Yeah. Yeah. And so because they're communicating more, their ideals align. And because of that, they become more satisfied with their marriage. Mm -hmm. This reminds me of the episode we just did last week about Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. And we were discussing how our expectations, or we needed to talk about our expectations and discuss them so that we didn't get disappointed right. when our spouse wasn't on the same page as us. Right. Even about something like Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So that's similar here to what you're talking about. I think so. And one thing I hear a lot, Berlin, when I'm talking to people that are struggling with their marriage is language around them being misaligned, like their ideals not matching. So she's maybe just not interested in working on this part of the, of their marriage or, yeah. you know, he's saying we can't see eye to eye on this particular issue. And you're saying, well, how much have you talked about it? Yes, because you want to get those ideals lined up because you believe and you know that this leads to relationship satisfaction. Hmm. How do you line them up? You talk about them. Yeah. And I think for Linda, when, when we're allowing each other to influence each other's viewpoints, we actually influence how each person experiences reality. How's that? Well, your perception of, if we come to some agreement on Valentine's and the meaning of that to us, you might decide to abandon, let's, for us as a couple, yeah. personally, it's not as important, right? Yeah. And let's say I came into the marriage feeling it was very important and you just thought it was a purely commercial event for the benefit of Hallmark and yeah. whoever yeah. else makes cards. Well, my reality could shift to say, okay, I don't think anything of Valentine's Day either. Right. Or maybe mine would shift and go, okay, this is one way he feels he can express appreciation yeah. or love. Either way, right? Yeah. Okay. And so the but way- If we didn't talk about that, we wouldn't know. Exactly. Communication. You have to talk this stuff through. Point number two, Verlinda. Mm -hmm. How you communicate this is critical. How you communicate what? Your ideals. Okay. So we just talked about how much we communicate. Right. Them. Now we're talking about quality. Wow. Oh. Mm. Okay. 
So I think you need to be strategic about this. Okay. So first thing is, you know, the reality check on the ideals, which we already talked about. Yeah. Ask yourself, are they ideal? Are they realistic? Sorry, not are they ideal. Of course they're ideal. Are they realistic, <laughs> right? Okay. So just as a real practical example, comparing your wife, the models in magazines, or yet, worse yet, comparing her to the woman in pornography, that's not a realistic ideal. No. And it's, it's very unhealthy and wrong. Yeah. As well, right? But expecting your husband to match the ideals in your romance and your Harlequin novels is equally wrong. So I think we need to have realistic ideals and not ideals that are informed by unhealthy sources of information. Hmm. I think they can be formed from healthy sources of information too. Yes. Like? Like, you know, you compare your marriage to your friend's marriage and well, her husband does this. Yeah. And you're not, that just all of a sudden becomes an ideal standard. You're not looking at the big picture of... What her right. husband doesn't do, you're just picking out this one thing right. and creating a standard which isn't realistic. You're making a test tube case out of, yeah, and you don't see the rest of what's happening there. Yeah, I agree. I like you to be right. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to meet your ideal, honey. <laughs> nice, nice. So, but I think, are you done tormenting me? <laughs> yeah, I don't know where we are, but you just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is realistic, Verlinda, to hold. An ideal that both of you try to bring a healthy, not perfect, but a healthy body to your marriages. It's going back yes. to what we just talked about. Yep. In as much as you're able to control the health, which we all can't always do. Right. And it's realistic to expect both of you to act romantically and mm -hmm. to get sexy with each other. Absolutely. Right. So these are, that's kind of comparing the, the unrealistic, the pornography, the Harlequin novels with the realistic. We're doing the best we can with the bodies and the health that we have. Right. And, and how we behave towards each other. Yeah. Okay. But when we communicate these ideals, this is where we really need to have the solid how going on. And that's, you know, here's what does not work. This okay. is from uh, Overall at All, which is just a great name. <laughs> overall. Overall, I'd have to say that. Anyways, I shouldn't make fun of people's other last names with my last name. Yeah. The Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. Here's what not does not work. Repeated unsuccessful attempts to change your spouse can be damaging to the relationship. Oh. So when you're trying to yep. make change and it's going on and on and on, what happens when it's not working? You add more powder to the cannon. You get the downward circle, yep. crazy cycle. Absolutely. And, you know, pursuing that change and trying to manage your spouse towards your ideal, that communicates to your spouse without saying it explicitly that I have a lack of acceptance of you and I have negative views of you. Hmm. Right. Why do we do this? I don't know. Because well, we want them to match our standards. We do. Our unrealistic ideal. We do. But when it's this chronic sort of low level stuff. Like nagging. Yes. That leads to our spouse feeling unaccepted. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. And following this approach, when they looked at the couples that were doing this, it was usually perceived as unsuccessful and led to less satisfaction in the relationship. And I can totally see that. Like if you've got something on the honey-do list and it doesn't get done and it doesn't get done and you remind them and it doesn't get done... You really start to feel like angry and resentful and bad yes. thoughts about your spouse. Meanwhile, if you hadn't have brought it up, sure, you still wished it would get done, mm -hmm. but you don't have those regular occurring negative thoughts. Yep. Hmm. So Interesting. if that how includes that sort of sustained low level, like a campaign yeah. to change your spouse and they're not coming around, that's not going to end well. Okay. Right. But I want to tie in one more note from another article before we tell you, tell our audience and ourselves, what we need to do. So our title, again, Verlinda, refers to the idea of, should I bring this up or let it go? Confront it or just let it be, right? Yeah. Here's the answer. Whether or not you bring it up is less important than how you decide to bring it up. 
so that the topic doesn't matter mm, as much. But the but way. The way you talk about the topic. Yeah. That matters. Okay. And this is where I'm saying, you know, if you think about your, if your spouse, just paint a picture, your spouse is not meeting your ideal. Let's just pretend that's a sore and you got a Band-Aid on it, right? Yeah. And they say, okay, we got to deal with this because things aren't getting better. And we're asking the question, do we pull the Band-Aid off fast or slow? Mm. Do you want quick, intense pain? Like the, <laughs> off, it, mm-hmm. off it comes or do we just kind of very slowly pull this back, right? Right. So this is the how to talk about it. Yeah. And okay. here's what you got to do. Pull the Band-Aid off fast. Go really? For just have all that initial upfront yep. hurting? No. Before any of our listeners go and hit pause, or before my wife hits pause, <laughs> and goes and unloads on her poor unsuspecting spouse, just hear me out. Some spouses ask for change, and it happens, and the marriage is happier. And we want to ask the question, what do they do that makes them more successful? Yeah. Okay? I so need that, to learn this. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we are in complete agreement. Because <laughs> you need to change? Is that what you're saying? Um, that didn't seem to be how the conversation was going. Okay, overall, same researcher again. Oh, yes. Overall, we have to conclude that. So this guy, he did another study on 61 couples. This time he videotaped the couple discussing an area of change that they wanted to see in their spouse. And they measured the couple's satisfaction before the discussion. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is their marital satisfaction. Immediately following this discussion. And then they followed them up every three months. I think it was for a year. Okay. Okay. And if you were direct in the discussion about the change you wanted to see. Immediately following that discussion, the ratings of marital satisfaction were down and the couple believed that they were not successful in promoting change. And if you were indirect, immediately following the discussion, both couples thought this worked better. So initially it's kind of like, ooh. But there's got to be a but in here because you said to pull the bandaid off fast. I already gave the punchline away. Uh Uh-huh. But they found that over the following year, that whole thing went inverse. It reversed on them. Direct oh. strategies, direct strategies led to greater change. Indirect strategies led to less change. So while pulling the band-aid off slow felt better in the short term, ripping it off fast produced a more positive outcome in the marriage over the long term. Interesting. Right. So that's why I'm saying you got to pull this off fast. Because it actually yeah. achieves the change, which means your ideals are being met. And you're both happier and more satisfied in the marriage. In the long term. In the long term, even though it hurts more to hear it and feel it at the start. Yeah, yeah. But we should just talk about this because I want to compare what indirect communication looks like and direct, okay? Okay. So indirect communication is, you know, can be in its best, it's tactful and very patient. And this, you notice the folks, they were using a lot of uh, positive affect. That just means they're being warm and loving to try soften. to soften the conflict. Yeah. But they're coming in so gentle for Linda that they failed to motivate their spouse to change. Hmm. And this is why afterwards, immediately following it felt better, but in the long term, they were less satisfied and there was no change. No change. Because they didn't motivate them. Hmm. And direct communication, though, what does that look like? I think, okay, I'm going to go home and scream at my wife for a bit. No. Not so, right? But direct communication, healthy direct communication looks like being open and frank. Okay. And being forthright, being direct. Yeah. You make the problem clear. And you point out the consequences of your spouse's behavior. Okay. Okay. That hurts more at the start. Yeah. Because we're being like right up front about this. But I think you got to be nice too. Well, that's the thing. It does not include attacking. It does not include blaming. It does not include name calling. You follow? Yeah. So there's, you're not engaging in 
nasty, mean, unkind, or corrosive behaviors. You need to speak the truth in love. You got it. Hmm. Because when you do that, you're communicating you do very, what? speaking the truth in love, okay. or being yeah. forthright and direct, you're communicating the severity of the problem very clearly. And as a result of that, the nature and degree of the change that your spouse is being called to make is very, very vividly conveyed. Okay. So it's saying, okay, you know, like Verlinda's like, she is really talking to me right now. And this must be important to her. And as much as it hurts, like you got to suck it up, buttercup, because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. This is where that, remember we did a podcast on defensiveness? Like you might be right. Mm -hmm. I think this is where this could come in. You might be right. As as a response. Yeah. Rather than me explode because how dare you hurt me. Yeah. I need to stop and go, you might be right. Yeah. And think about it. Yeah. Because you're going to be hurting if I come at you like this. Yeah. Not, you're not intentionally trying to hurt me. No, no, no. But you're pulling the bandaid off fast. Yeah. 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 So I think this kind of makes them, you know, the research makes sense here, right? Because it's going to hurt more at first or it's certainly going to feel more unpleasant. And you might even want to not do what your spouse is asking Mm -hmm. just because you're sore. But if you've had the problem clearly communicated and you can see the negative consequence on your spouse of what you're doing, you know, if there's some fondness in the marriage or love for each other, you're going to step up to the plate. Yeah. If your stubborn pride doesn't get in the way. Well, you'll struggle through that, but yeah, most people get there. Yeah. Most people get there, right? But, and I think, Verlinda, though, if you, if you just kind of fudge around the whole thing and you don't really get to the core of the matter and you're so gentle about the problem, it almost feels like a compliment. It's going to lead yeah. to less change in the long term. Yeah. Because your spouse, they really remain unaware of the problem. Oh. That's a good way of putting it because it's not like your spouse is purposely ignoring you because you were too nice. It's they're just unaware that this of, problem is as they have no idea big a how to you. Yes, they have no idea how important it is to you. Oh, interesting. So I say, with the research behind me, rip the band aid off fast. Tell your spouse what you need. Be firm but fair. And don't keep riding them like at a low level chronic nagging kind of thing. Yeah. It doesn't work. So just tell them and then drop it. Tell them and then give them the opportunity to respond. And make sure you're loving about it before and after, right? So we're using the sandwich method, but not so much so that you completely dilute the message. I like that sandwich method. Hadn't heard that before. Really? Yeah. That's good. Thanks. All right. Well, that's all for today's episode, I guess. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 44. Remember... We're here to help build thriving, passionate marriages. So if this was helpful to you, spread the word. Share this with others who would also be blessed by it. One way you can do that is to leave us a review on iTunes. Every review you leave helps us reach a wider audience. So I know it's a few minutes out of your day, but just think how many marriages you could be helping in that simple act. Go to iTunes now and share your thoughts. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at onlyyouforever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. That was my water bottle. Are you communicating an ideal? No, I'm just stating a fact. Because this is the reality. I just drank out of your water bottle. Yeah, I know, and now it has your germs on it. You may have collected my germs elsewhere, (laughs) just saying. Oh, good thing we're communicating. Mm Mm-hmm. Should we (laughs) operate?